Welcome to Harmony Bible Radio. This is our special mini-series for Advent in Year C. We're celebrating a new church here and a season of hope, love, peace, and joy. Advent is a four-week season helping us to prepare our hearts for the significance of Christmas and a reminder to make the most of every opportunity as we await Christ's second coming. This mini-series will focus in on the Gospel readings during Advent from the Revised Common Lectionary and provide weekly study guide on our website at www.harmonybible.coop. Let's join the study now. It's good to be with you here today as we're beginning this Advent series for Year C. Uh, But with all of that in mind, we have a couple big concepts to talk about, both Advent and what the Year C means, and then get on with our study. Right. We're not going to give ourselves much time here for this particular mini-series, so we need to start just by identifying what we're doing with this. And uh, to jump right in, the uh, the lectionary is a, a three-year series of scripture readings that help us move through the entire scripture as much as possible with uh, the understanding that you're you're reading these lessons on Sunday mornings at the at the the, the main gatherings of peoples who gather together, and this is uh, this is an ancient tradition of of identifying various scripture for various Sundays as you go through the whole thing. We've moved it into a three year cycle, and so we have year A, B, and C, and that can be devised. And there's a formula for figuring out which year you're in. We are now moving into and have already been in a year C. We're focusing on this particular mini series. And that means we're in the third the third year. It starts with the first Sunday of Advent, which is the beginning of what we call the church calendar year. And so the church calendar year is made up of seasons and themes for the life of Jesus and the life of the church and God's revelation to us. And as we begin the 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 Advent season, uh, we're beginning that with Advent, with uh, understanding that we're looking at the feast of the coming of Jesus, especially as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Uh, And so we have these four weeks now that we're going to focus in and help us to be watchful and prepared for the coming of Christ. Well, as soon as you say the coming of Christ, you've got four different things, at least maybe five different ways to talk about the coming of Christ. And that means also the second coming. So uh, when Jesus comes again. So why would you begin that way? Because ultimately, Jesus coming uh, as 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 the baby Jesus and incarnated into our world is all for the purpose of drawing us into that moment when we live with Christ uh, forever. So we, we're going to start there as being our f- ultimate goal and hope is the second coming. And so that becomes the, f- the focus as well for the first Sunday is hope the hope of things to come. How's you know, that? I think of it like, that's great. I think of it kind of like a flash forward in a, at the beginning of a movie or a TV series where they show you the, the last five minutes, right? And then they go back and they mm-hmm. say, you know, does this all make sense as they, or they make sense of it, right? As it's going forward. Right. We talk about having a light at the end of the tunnel. We talk about having hope, and but hope comes in a time of darkness. It comes in a time when things aren't quite right. That's right. And when we think about Advent and the Messiah coming, Christ coming as the Christ child, the, the Messiah, the one who is going to set all things right, then 
it's just almost the same today, right? And perhaps even more so. We think of Jesus came, and yet people are still acting crazy. (laughs) You just scratch your head and say, God, is is there any hope for us? You know, when I'm driving back and forth between my home and my work uh, right now, uh, I know exactly what sections of the freeway are the ones that are, in those terms, the darkest, the ones that are the worst ones. And I'm always dreading having to get through there, but I have hope that I'm going to get through into a next stretch of freeway after that, and things will be a little easier. Yeah, I don't don't see, for some reason, it never seems to change that particular stretch of freeway that's the worst. That's it. I think that that's just part of the world that we live in because we live in a world that is not perfect and has not been called into its perfection yet, not until Jesus comes again. So uh, in that regard, we will always see darkness around us. Um, And as much as the world in its its own seasons of enlightenment uh, have believed that there were things that we could do to help bring light in the darkness, uh, the the ultimate result has been that was helpful, but it certainly did not alleviate the darkness uh, with with a with a permeating sense of eternal light. That will only come from who God is, and and as He has uh, proclaimed to us over and over and over again. And uh, our hope then <clears throat> is in this this solution uh, the, of God, if you will, of salvation through Christ. And so we're going to have our hope with us as we believe in him, as we look forward, as we have him now, and as we as we move through. So then that brings into place the things that help us to understand what our life in Christ is all about as we are watching and waiting for the coming. Uh, what do we do as Christians? And we'll also find these in the lessons uh, through these four Sundays about how we are to respond. What is our attitude? What are our choices about how we deal with life around us, even though we know it's going to be dark at, at times, but we also have the light of Christ with us. Well, with that, let's jump right into this reading because we're reading, you know, in a Harmony Bible from the Harmony of the Gospels, uh, yet we're in year C. You and, you and I, Rob, have decided that we're just going to read from Luke today. But when right. people open up the, the passage here, the, the, the page that's on our website, you're going to find the Harmony of the Gospels, this section uh, laid out side by side with the other gospelers where they are telling the same story. So we're in, in Luke. We're reading chapter 21, verse 25 to 27. Uh, the whole reading for this Sunday is 25 to 36. In the Harmony of the Gospels, it's broken up in three sections, section 139, D, E, and F. And so as you get there, you'll see that. Let me, right. uh, let me read section 139, D. That's Luke 21, 25 through 27. I invite you to read the, the middle section, and then I'll close up with uh, 139. Okay. There'll be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and on the earth, anxiety of nations in perplexity for the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting for fear, for expectation of the things which are coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and glory. Verse 28. But when these things begin to happen, look up and lift your heads because your redemption is near. 
He told them a parable. See the fig tree and all the trees? When they are already budding, you see it and know by your own selves that the summer is already near. Even so, you also, when you see these things happen, know that God's kingdom is near. Most certainly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things are accomplished. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Continuing on, Luke twenty-one thirty-four to 36. So be careful or your hearts will be loaded down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. And that day will come on you suddenly, for it will come like a snare on those who dwell on the surface of the earth. Therefore, be watchful all the time, praying that you may be counted worthy to escape all things that will happen and to stand before the Son of Man. Okay, there's our reading, our gospel reading. Uh, Again, in the harmony of the gospels, you'll get a little extra by reading Matthew and Mark. And so I encourage you to do that, even though we're in the lectionary of your seat. Right. So if we have, we look at these, we see these themes. There's a second coming of Jesus. There is uh, the hope of things to come. Uh, and we see here the, uh, the, the issues of our life, the fears, the anxieties, the perplexities that come with us. And then as we come to the end of the reading, Uh, we find uh, also the sense of what we're supposed to do while we're waiting uh, for Jesus to come. Bingo. Well, that simplifies it, doesn't it? I mean, (laughs) in in one way, what a great way to start out the year, the the liturgical year. You could start out even the new year with this, right? And saying, hey, here's the truth of what's happening, and here's what you got to do. Right. We we don't always follow that. Uh, (laughs) The the church... uh, the, the Episcopal Church and other liturgical-minded churches uh, often will have <clears throat> their pastor read a invitation or a bidding to the Advent season, which lays us out in, in, in almost more careful ways about the, all the things that we're supposed to do as we, or we watch and wait for this to happen. And so that can be very helpful to us. And, that, of course, that's the value of teaching and of leadership in the life of discipleship, uh, which uh, is, is always essential for our encouragement and exhortation. Um, but we do see, be careful or your hearts will be loaded down with carousing drunkenness and cares of this life. And uh, from a therapeutic model, I think we can we could say that um, to, to connect the thing that happens at the beginning of this lesson and we, that happened down here, we could say that we find ways in our lives to try to cover up the fears and the pains and the hurts in order to kind of anesthetize us to things that we're living in right now. I think Jesus is saying, lift up your head out of those things and look at me. Yes, it's not going to be easy while you watch and wait, but don't don't mask the things. Put them into my hands and have your, your hope in me. Does that sound you know right? what I find it does. What I find fascinating about this passage and what I think a lot of people don't realize is that he's speaking this to the disciples after having been with them for three and a half years <laughs> on the last week of his life on Tuesday of Holy Week, uh, that, that week of Easter, right? That's this passage. That's where it's coming from. It was a busy day that day, but this is this is one of the lessons that he gives them uh, on perhaps the darkest week of his life when everything's coming to an end, and yet he knows it's really just the beginning of everything that is to come. Right. It, you know, I was going to say that one, one phrase, there are a couple of phrases here I think that we, we could uh, just take a look at quickly. One of them 
Uh, because they come through when you're reading them out loud as sounding uh, sounding uh, more ominous than I think than they're intended. But verse 35, for it, that is the second coming, will come like a snare on all those who dwell on the surface of all the earth. Usually we think of a snare as being a something that's going to trap you. I don't think people are going to be trapped into coming to the second coming. I think that the speed of which it comes will be like a snare just closing in. You don't see it, boom, there it is. That's and now it. now it's all over. Um, at the same time, uh, now that I've said all that, uh, at the same time, it is quite possible for us to realize that we've been caught in our own sinfulness at the time when Jesus comes. So uh, part of being watchful and waiting is to turn our hearts and be prepared for the coming of Jesus and to do that on a daily basis. That's that's right. Um, you know, it goes back to that the section right before where he's talking about the fig tree, the fig and the trees and the leaves. They're supposed to be bearing fruit, right? And right. and and there's in our study notes, there's a lot more about the fig tree, but that's going to be an important thing. We don't have time in this quick fifteen minute mini broadcast, but I'd I'd like to encourage you guys to get back to the website there and take a look at there and the questions that are there for your group to discuss this week as you meet in your small groups and gather and continue on week by week in this study. We'll put each one of them up there so that you can carry on in the study and dig deeper into the scriptures. You know, I think for a lot of folks, Rob, that snare, that idea of getting being caught unprepared and, and the second coming is fearful. Mm-hmm. A theme for this week is hope. Uh, there's probably one big shift that happens that moves fear to the faith or that moves fear and gives people hope. And that is being in Christ, being in relationship with Jesus, right? That's, that's yes. really what makes the big difference. Uh, and so I'd, 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 I couldn't go away from this week without saying to folks that feel fear about the second coming. Uh, I want you to focus back in again on your relationship with Jesus, the right. Christ, the Messiah. I agree. I think that uh, too often that people in their faith uh, comes a little dry or perhaps uh, not as uh, responsive to their prayer requests and things. And we and and we we hear people saying, "I'm I've done it myself. Uh, I believe in Jesus, but." Uh, apparently that's not enough. <laughs> and and my response to myself uh, after realizing that and to others is it's time to come back to Jesus. We need yeah. to speak to him. We need to listen to him. And we need to spend time with Jesus. And it's in that communion that we find uh, so much of the relationship that he wants to have with us through his Holy Spirit. So uh, if we if you, if you if we hear people saying that, it means that we're just not spending enough time with Jesus in the first place. And that's, that's right. Yeah. Now on the second coming, there's all kinds of conversations you can have with people, whether you're premillennial, millennial, paramillennial, <laughs> you can, you guys can go down that trail and, and enjoy that conversation. I just say, keep focused on Jesus, keep him at the center of this advent and uh, we'll be okay together. Right. I was going to say, now that you've mentioned pre mid and post tribulation, uh, we don't have time for you to unpack those, what that particularly means. So, uh, you know, I think the best thing is just tell people to go read the book of revelation, right? (laughs) Well, (laughs) 
I'd say stay in the Gospels first and listen <laughs> to Jesus' answers. With that, let's let's wrap up today's yes. uh, little mini broadcast here as we continue on in the Advent series and you guys continue on with hope this week. Let me close with this collect here for uh, Advent 1. Good. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness, to put on the armor of light. Now, in the time of this mortal life in which your son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, that in that last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Harmony Bible Radio and our special mini-series for Advent in Year C. For such a season as this, we encourage you to gather with your friends, family, and church members to study the scriptures together throughout the season of Advent. We also invite you to join us for our regular series through the Harmony of the Gospels. Our resources, services, are especially designed to support small group leaders, missionaries, and faith formation leaders. You may use all of our resources in the Creative Commons freely. If you're interested in scheduling a training series, please learn more when you visit our website at www.harmonybible.coop.